Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, January 22nd. S&P futures are rebounding. They're up about 12 points. That works out to about 37 basis points. Most of Asia finished higher across the board. So Asia saw some rebound, uh, rebounded also overnight. So the Hang Seng rallied about 1.3%. The Shanghai was up about 30 basis points. Europe's major indices are about flat overall. Um, so a lot of moving pieces today, but I think things feel busier than they actually are. So the primary driver of the rebound um, seems to be coming out of China, where the government and and some medical officials held a briefing on this um, viral outbreak that is kind of spreading throughout Asia. We had the first documented case in the U.S. yesterday. So the government came out and, you know, depending on which headline you read, which which media report markets are encouraged by China's quote unquote candor and transparency around this uh, coronavirus um, they also were encouraged by the fact that uh, medical officials said that this strain is not nearly as deadly as SARS was back in 0203. So a little bit of relief on that front. Um, you saw officials, including Trump speaking in Davos, just talking about how there is not a concern about this spreading dramatically around the world, including into the U.S. So I think just overall a little bit more comfort today versus yesterday around the coronavirus headlines, even though, you know, in the grander scheme of things, our markets were, were very resilient and barely um, came for sale yesterday on that news. So that is the main driver of today's strength. A couple of other items to note, you had uh, Ecodata out overseas was generally positive, including South Korean GDP for Q4, and then Taiwan's industrial production for December was very strong as well. So you had strong eco numbers. Um, Trump is still in Davos. He's giving a lot of interviews. He's speaking to CNBC um, as we speak right now. So that interview started at 5 a.m., although CNBC ran excerpts of that earlier in the morning. So we kind of get the broad gist of what he's saying. You know, he's really not saying anything all that incremental. He's not saying anything we haven't heard before. Given the fact that, um, you know, there aren't going to be any further escalations in the trade war between now and the election, I think that much is very clear. Um, you know, I, I, there aren't a lot of um, comments, I think, that can come from either Trump, Mnuchin, or others that I think are going to have kind of a dramatic impact on markets. You know, trade had been the big area of anxiety and the fact that trade is now on hold um, until November, at least. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of their comments and, and innuendo, et cetera, it's going to kind of fade into the background. So, you know, you're hearing a lot of a lot of comments again about Eurozone auto tariffs. Trump again spoke this morning. Mnuchin spoke. Everyone is saying about how they're still on the table. They're still an option. Um, but like I said before, I don't think anyone should expect auto tariffs to actually be introduced between now and November. Clearly, the White House is aiming to. Um, bolster sentiment, bolster markets, bolster the economy as much as possible heading into the election and imposing auto tariffs would obviously uh, be antithetical to that objection. So, um, you know, Trump again is threatening, ha- you know, to impose auto tariffs. But like I said, I don't think that's a huge concern. And, and if anything, actually, he said that some of the meetings he had with Eurozone officials in Davos were um, positive. So, um, you know, I kind of think you can you can push a lot of the White House rhetoric to the background. You still have a lot of talk too about how the White House will be unveiling this new tax cut plan um, within the next ninety days. Again, this is something they've been talking about for months. This is lot largely an election um, an election kind of strategy point where 
Um, they will be unveiling this plan and then telling voters if you will reelect Trump and if you keep McConnell in power in the Senate and you uh, vote the Republicans in power in the House, then they'll be passing this tax plan. So again, I don't think you're actually going to see um, a fresh round of tax cuts occur. It's more just um, campaigning. So that is kind of the broader uh, macro landscape. Those are all the major points, I would say, as far as macro is concerned. On the micro front, um, you had a, a couple of earnings out. So starting in the U.S. last night, IBM put up solid numbers. Again, it's solid versus a low bar. Um, but nonetheless, you had, you know, again, for IBM, solid revenue growth. You had decent margin expansion. Um, you saw revenue growth generally from all of the, um, you know, the, the right units that you want to see it from the cloud businesses, the software businesses, the red hat business, et cetera. Um, the guidance for 2020 was decent. They're talking about growing revenue for 2020. So IBM, I think, again, cleared the low bar, not not spectacular by any means, but solid versus expectations. Netflix gave, um, I think, ammunition on both sides of the aisle if you're bullish or bearish. The stock finished the after-hour session last night up about 2%. Um, but again, it, it kind of struck me as as being a report that um, you know the stock doesn't really deserve to move much in either direction. In Europe this morning, ASML, the guidance for the March quarter was a bit underwhelming, um, and that stock is suffering a little bit. But this is a name where sentiment is is quite bullish, um, and I don't think this report today is really going to dent that on a, on a secular basis. So I, I doubt that you're going to see a dramatic sell-off. Burberry actually put up decent revenue numbers um, for their holiday period, and they actually nudged higher revenue guidance for the year. The stock is coming for sale, though. Um, it could be a result of the fact that they only reiterated their operating margin guidance, um, and they only reiterated that um, with increased cost cuts. So they had to step up their cost cutting to leave margins to leave the margin guide unchanged. So you could read into that that just kind of a subtle cut in their prior operating income outlook. Daimler issued a negative pre-announcement, although largely because of a lot of one-time items. So I wouldn't necessarily read that. Um, I would not extrapolate that necessarily as a incremental negative data point for the auto industry, although obviously autos continue to um, you know suffer low volumes and, and soft demand globally. But I don't think the Daimler report today is kind of a, an incremental negative data point. Um, so that is the bulk of the landscape for today's market. Um, as we look into the U.S. session, there's not a ton on the calendar schedule other than earnings. So you have J&J coming out at 6.40. You have Baker Hughes coming out at 6.45. Abbott is at 7.30. And then the only real big report tonight will be Texas Instruments. And that hits at 4.01 p.m. Um, you know, again, Texan is a very important company in the semiconductor space, given their breadth of end market exposure, given their breadth of products. Um, you know, there are larger semiconductor companies like Intel, um, but Intel at the end of the day is relatively narrowly focused in terms of its end market. So Texan is a big barometer that people will be watching closely um, as a read on the semis, which have been obviously a, a very much in favor group. Um, so that is the calendar for today. And just actually one other item of the microphone, just to reverse back. Um, there was a report on Bloomberg out overnight just talking about how Apple is increasing its ship orders at Taiwan Semi, given stronger than expected iPhone demand. Um, so that obviously is just another data point. But again, I think given the price action that you've seen in a lot of those stocks, that really should not be a surprising headline at all. I think sentiment around the current generation of iPhone and then sentiment into the new 5G launches that are coming later this year have been um, obviously very bullish. Um, and just as far as the overall tape is concerned, um, you know, just to sum up my views again, I'm, I'm still mostly concerned about valuations being excessive. And I still 
you know, I pushed back very hard on, on this notion that because of the recent trade actions, including phase one, you're going to see this dramatic increase in, um, in, in economic growth and earnings. Um, I'm not all that concerned about the, the, the virus headlines out of China. I don't think that's really going to be fatal or, or a, a very material macro overhang on the tape. Um, and then for me, as far as kind of macro um, catalysts or tests, I, I think this, uh, the upcoming Fed meeting, so Powell, Powell's press conference next week on Wednesday, the 29th, um, that to me is very interesting because like I've been saying before, you know, the market clearly feels that the Fed is conducting QE, perhaps not full-blown um, quantitative easing like was conducted under Yellen or Bernanke. Um, but this whole repo expansion, um, the whole repo-driven expansion of the balance sheet is being viewed by the market as some form of QE. And so to the extent you see the Fed come out and attempt to um, you know, disabuse markets of that view, that would be very interesting just to see kind of the reaction that markets would have. Because like I said, um, you know, there is the sense that the Fed is conducting QE at the moment. And that's obviously having um, a positive effect on prices and multiples. So that is everything for today. Uh, thank you for listening.